Hey yo, it's the two Jew crew, Robin Yusuf. Run your mouth, express yourself. Voicing our concerns and relieving your stress. And yeah, we do this shit for free, but you can pay in respect. Steady dropping knowledge and the issues are fresh. Yeah, the show is live, but we do it to death, most death. You know that no one does it better than us. But don't listen with your kids, cause we're likely to cuss. Weighing in on some dope topics. Lend an ear while we talk our shit. Cause you know we bound, it'll be so profound. Make you think a little when we push it down. Let us do the talking, just relax and unwind. Laugh your ass off, baby, have a good time. Robin, you, Seth, yeah, we something sublime. Run your mouth, bitch, yo, we out of our minds. Run your mouth, bitches. We are back in studio with none other than Joseph the Original. Yes, the original. The only. He won the job by not looking threatening when I make fun of him. That's all it really took. Yeah, you just you just lay into me and I take it. Exactly. Unlike that other. No, Joseph guy. Roberts was a great fill-in. We hope to have him again. I would love to have him again. But for outdoors-only episodes. <laughs> What you, I think I think you just want like it to be outdoors so that if he does kill you, exactly, you have some witnesses. Exactly. Only pub- oh, you, you only public locations late fucking, at night. <laughs> yeah, you uh, kidding? You I'm, got him hot and bothered. I'm kidding. I love that kid. Wonderful guest. I don't think he loves you anymore. No, no, we're cool. We're as cool as ever. Um, Yosef. Mm-hmm. This this is a big week. I, I want to get right into it. I, I mean, there, there's just there's big stuff going on. First and foremost, there was information this week of the end of wealth stagnation in this country. Oh my God, you lost me already. No, hear me out here. Okay. Wealth stagnation, it's coming to an end. Wages are increasing. The Federal Reserve, they're cutting back on their spending. Inflation, it might be around the corner. The economic fallout is something that we seriously have to take into consideration. And while all that needs to be explored... I want to start this episode by addressing our listener concerns of are we at peep peep pumpkin? What do you think, Yosef? Are we at what? Are we at pump? Are we at peep pumpkin here? Are we pumpkin peaking? (laughs) (laughs) I think I think we definitely are. I think there's there's a pumpkin bubble. Um, I love the pumpkin everything, but I just feel like it's gotten out of fucking control. It used to be like a niche market where it's like okay, like. There's a little pumpkin here, a little pumpkin there. It was a nice little subtle infil- yeah, subtle infiltration into the the uh yeah, just the general season. And now it's like it just hits you like a bag of bricks. Here's my It's just yeah. e- first of all it's everywhere, which is great because there's a lot more products, but it's just overwhelming. So here's my compl- complaint with what's going on in the pumpkin market. Yeah. I'm I'm pro pumpkin. No, I fucking love these pumpkin products. But do you think I'm there's consuming. a bubble? It, it's not the bubble or the overwhelming um, amount of products that are coming out that doesn't bother me. They're not timing the seasons well. Like I feel like jumping the gun, false. Yeah, start. like I like because I'm compulsive. If you put out the pumpkin muffin, I'm eating the pumpkin muffin right now. You're putting out the pumpkin coffee. I'm already drinking my pumpkin beers. I'm drinking it right now. But when we get to peep pumpkin season, when it turns like to like legit cool fall weather light jacket weather i'm already gonna be sick of the pumpkin and i will have busted my pumpkin nut a little bit too early like i I want you to present me the pumpkin product right when the season starts changing right when it's a little bit cool and right when it's really gonna get me off they're trying to maximize i get they're 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 trying to stretch it out but i'm saying they're kind of killing it with the over it's not if they're they're selling it 
in September. Right, I they're get gonna it. They're going to continue to sell it in October and November. I wish they... And, and it's going to get to February this year. I wish they had the discipline that I didn't, especially because that's part of the season changes. You come in, it's cold, you first started wearing your jacket, and then part of like the flavor of the change of the season is you walk into a place and you're like, oh, you cool, the that... pumpkin products right. are available. But when they make it available and it's still warm out, they kind of ruin the whole homely flavor right. of the whole pumpkin thing. No, I hear you, but at the same time, with it's that like, being said, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell fucking you, have a, a pumpkin cookie pastry. I, a, I, I know a, beer. Fuck that. Like, I had a pumpkin anything. muffin the other day. Holy shit, that thing was delicious. Then I was somewhere, Seven uh, Eleven. I love their hazelnut coffee, and they had the oh, pumpkin, the pumpkin coffee. spice coffee. I was like, oh, I got it. It was legit. It's so good. It was working for me. And then I've already started drinking the pumpkin beers, and every time I open one, it's delicious. Yeah. But I know that I will have kind of ruined. Um, maybe I'll take a break. Maybe like it first oh. came out. And like I got really into it, and now I can put the brakes on it, and then like in a month revisit all the pumpkinness at the proper time. At the proper time. Yeah, I had. Oh my god! Like take a trip up to Boston and really. Uh, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> What's in Boston that you can't get? Best here? pumpkin product I've had to date was when I was by you and the uh, at Kiddish. They had the uh, pumpkin cheesecake. Holy shit! Yeah, that's dicks. a that's a game, I, that was a game that was changer. that was memorable with yeah, the whipped because, cream topping because. Cream, uh, cheesecake on its own, just plain, is just out of this world delicious. You throw in some pumpkin flavor throughout. It wasn't like a, pu- a pumpkin topping; it was ingrained the, in no, the, the whole, whole cheesecake. Oh yeah, my that god, was, was that good? Um, but I had this. Uh, well, I was bombarded at, I guess, Stop and Shop or whatever. They had all the pumpkin products right at the door. You know how they do that, like Super Bowl. They have like all the right, like buns and chips and. But shit why like would that they go right in the balls out like that before fucking fall? Because why not? People are gonna buy it. People are. I'm telling you, the the pumpkin, the peak pumpkin. People are so excited you know about it. Okay, they're I'll gonna get you, it no matter fine. what. They're ruining the seasons. And I did. I'm going firmer on this. They're ruining the seasons. It's like when they <laughs> they started busting out the Christmas songs. And all like the the Christmas gifts too early to try and capture yeah. the early gift buyers. That's what you've it's all also kind of ruined the Christmas season of that. There was some sort of a thrill of coming around to it, and like mm. now it's the Christmas thing. And then one schmuck comes along and goes, "No, I'm going to grab it first. And then everyone starts creeping forward and forward uh-huh. and forward. It's like a free rider problem. And that's actually, you know what? As I'm talking, that's why we need government. We need government to come in and not just regulate the banking industry, <laughs> but also when these people are putting out their fucking pumpkin products. Now, free market. I God bless if the thing. Is selling but in my opinion these companies they should come together they should self-regulate when people are putting yeah. out pumpkins can i tell you about a, a pumpkin cookie that i had please so at, at stop and shop they had these pumpkin cookies um i thought they were going to be soft but they turned out to be a little crisper on the gingerbread type cookie are we not recording no, no, we're good. oh great um that's so nice to hear that we don't have to say all this shit twice like usual um, actually, yeah, we like put out these products. Yeah, we we, do, we actually record two two podcasts every single week. It's just right after the other one. Robbie forgets that he didn't uh, record. But this thing, it was like it was a uh, pretty small. It was like a size of a silver dollar. Um, two cookies on each side with like a cream cheese filling. But the cream cheese filling wasn't also wasn't soft. It was one of those kind of like icing. Um, oreo type fillings but it was just perfect like it was like a gingerbread cookie but like all in pumpkin flavor 
I'm a big mm. fan of uh, ginger products. All right. Yeah. So next topic on my list, unless um, if there's anything specific that you want to report in, I, I want to talk about the, the like Jewish we'll holidays. Yeah, sure. Let's talk. Okay. So um, we're the two Jew crew. So we are the two Jew crew. Who, who, who better, better to speak about yeah. the Jewish holidays? We're then. actually getting into, um, you know, I guess applicable topics. So I got to be honest, I, I don't really like commenting um, on religion too much. I spent a lot of years in religious schools. I actually spent a lot of time studying Talmud, studying theology. And this you podcast. A, you were a rising Talmud star. I right? was. And this podcast to me is People all about talking about topics we know nothing about. So religion doesn't really qualify. I know too oh, much we, about oh, it. Like too I know too, I'm too overqualified for it to exist here as a topic. Um, but. I went home for uh, what they call Rosh Hashanah. It's like Jewish New Year. Um, and I think I said, I might have said this in Shafir's podcast, but sometimes like, I, I mean, I, I just don't go to synagogue that often. Sometimes you feel a little bit guilty about being disconnected. But if you show up after a couple minutes, for me, it's just like, oh, fuck. fuck. Right back in it. Right. Which is why, to me, we need the ESPN highlights of religious services. Like it's 2017. Technology's advanced. I don't think God needs three hours of our prayers anymore. Everything's like we we need to get like I want to come in. I want like the the, the two biggest prayers that that one tune that I like, the one line from the rabbi's speech that's actually inspiring. Drink some Christian blood. Call it a day. Do the fucking highlights. That that's my feeling. Now, obviously, that's not the way it operates. Right, no. But even you could respect that if like oh no, kinda... that'd be great. I was it was it was fucking grueling this year, especially um, where it was just like. Even halfway through, it was just like, okay, I'm I'm cooked, I'm I'm done, you know. Right. Bill Burr's got a funny. I don't know if he put this out as a joke or just on the podcast that like it, it church was just the same thing every year. So at one point he's like, all right, I, I think I've seen this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um. So anyway, so I waltzed in um pretty late. I'm a great waltzer, by the way. I want our podcast listeners to know. What does that mean? What, what is a waltzer? You see, you don't even get the concept. Waltzer. What that you could just waltz right in anywhere and yeah just, i can just play get, it off that you've been there forever i can just get my waltz on okay. you come and go as you please you waltz it's a it's, it's a fine art it's almost as fine of an art as my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches oh god we're not quite respected um so i waltzed in basically you got two services that go on here you got um a service upstairs which is like it's the bleachers it's like people who are showing up to this because they feel like they got to show up to but it that's the more grandiose service well the actual service going on is more formal but the people who are showing up are to just it the people that they're just showing up yeah. for for a little while so i'm showing and then the and then the other service is the, the people who are a little who are there week to week yeah they're there every single day and they're showing up really because they want to get their repentance on it's a different vibe between the two services so i showed up late for the 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 mellow service to, to hang out with my grandfather and i'm coming in and right when I come in, um, my father, he, he's at the, the early service, and he's going to, um, he, he's blowing the ram's horn. Okay. He's not blowing a ram. That would make for an inter- more interesting story. That, that's the thing that they do. They get this thing. It's called a shofar, and uh, they, they blow on the ram's horn. And what it is, it makes a super obnoxious noise. And the idea is it's supposed to, it's supposed to remind people that they have to repent and then other people, it just reminds them that synagogue's a really weird place. It kind of depends on where you're at mentally. You can have one, <laughs> one of those two experiences. So I show up. I'm but it's, it's successfully getting the job done in, in those two regards. Yeah, but that, that's the point of the thing. It's, it, it makes this loud noise, and it, it reminds people it's a call for repentance. So uh, my dad, he, he blows um, the, 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 the ram's horn at the early service. I was walking in, and someone's like, oh, your dad. I was like, all right, I'll step in. I'll watch Rabbi Bernstein give it to this ram's horn, right? 
So pay your respects. Exactly. You know, like, I'll I'll pay some respects. Um, it's like catching a highlight. It was perfect. Yeah. It's like they're they're up to one of the highlights and of the then, service. Yeah. And later I'll on you'll it. say, oh yeah, I, I caught that. Yeah. Exactly. I caught like, the most important part. Yeah. You get it. I definitely get that. So I'm standing in the back of the room. You don't have with, to watch uh, the whole game. With yes, exactly. <laughs> with legendary comedian Mark Wiener of okay. SNL and Wienerville fame, we're hanging out in the back of the room. <laughs> you should probably bring him in for the podcast as a guest one of these days. I'd love to have him on. Um. He's, he does some cool work with like a nonviolent communication or something. We could have him on sometime. So me and him, we're standing in the back of the room and they start the the process of the ram's horn blowing. You know, the, they say like the prayer before it. Everyone's getting intense. They're, they're shuckling. They're jiving. The momentum's building. Then I was in the front of the room during this. You were in the front? Yeah, for when it? you waltzed in. Oh, okay. So they go to blow the ram's horn. And my my dad he, he's really he's really blasting this thing. Yeah, he's, he's making a show out of it. He's a good he's a pro. He's a good one. Yeah, he's got this down to a science. So he's blasting this ram horn, and then a lady comes to. There's a partition between the men and women sections in <laughs> synagogues. We we separate the women. That's actually why we were so good in Israel when it came time to build that wall. It was because from synagogue construction, we're used to separating the undesirables. We're already <laughs> used to doing that. We're good at it, right? So they got this partition, and a lady comes to the to, comes to the wall. And she puts her face to it and goes, Mark, Mark, we need some, they don't have any prayer books on the ladies okay. section. So me and Mark, you know, we're progressive people. We're not just going to leave them hanging. We're, we're all for equality. So we, we go to start giving them some books. It's a pretty simple operation. We're about three feet from the partition. I'm, I'm handing them off to Mark. Mark's passing over the wall. No big deal, except that I'm an idiot. So I'm doing this thing where instead of just like like a normal person handing Mark a couple books, I'm taking them one by one and I'm presenting it to I'm presenting each one to him like it's a diploma. Like I'm presenting it to him like you want like an event. Like he won an event. Like it's a sword. Like he's being knighted. Right. So the first one I hand him no problem. Second one I hand him no problem. Third one it slips out of my hand and I literally just throw it against another bookshelf in the room. <laughs> And it hits every single bookshelf on the way down. It just, it could not have made a louder noise. It's like, if you ever watch like UFC fighters train, they'll take this ball where they spin their hip and they throw the ball. That's what it looked like I was doing with this prayer book right into the shelf. It basically, it sounded like a dude collapsed. Like he heard this call for repentance, got so scared that he collapsed and took out a bookshelf with him. Uh So I'm standing in the back of this silent room when this happens. And then about... 50 people turn around with that look in their face, like from the old hostess commercials, like, hey, where's the cream filling? Remember that? Like when the raccoon was Uh about to get hit with the eyes bulging. So they turn around with that look of like, what the fuck is going on back here? And I'm standing in the back of the room and I pull the move where I play into the crowd and I just turn around and look at Mark like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Even though you're the last person in the bag, you're still looking behind you. You're still like you know taking that next thing it's like oh shit i'm looking out the door like no mark was behind me oh okay and so i pulled the seventh like i just went back to being in second grade where they looked at me because i caused a disturbance so i looked around to oh, the so next you blamed it on him and pretended like it was him right You're like I, I don't have this in me to accept the blame while my dad's up there blowing that horn exactly i sold him because everyone's like ah, oh, that fuck nut that numb nuts robbie uh during his father's uh ram horn blowing no less I sold him right down the drain. And so between like the look, I I can't visually in my mind, the look of like those 50 people turning around and staring at me, what it's best compares to, if you ever seen the movie Canadian Bacon? No. Great. Not a great movie, but there's one scene in that movie that's super funny 
when uh oh because you don't like good movies <laughs> there's this one scene in that movie where uh john candy's sitting in a scene and he goes this beer sucks and the whole steam comes to a halt and stares at him visually it was so funny and like they, so the room they realize no one collapsed and died they're like that's eh, just these two idiots okay, yeah. they go back looking to the front and like listening and i try and stay in the room and listen and i'm doing that thing we were trying like not to laugh and i start squealing louder than the show first so I, I had to leave uh-huh. and i was like that's why i can't come here anymore <laughs> that's I'm like i'm fucking here. 30 and i can't show up for five minutes without making a disturbance it's yeah. like some people got to stay at home now the ram's horn blowing is one of the uh one of the highlights of the ceremony but there's one part of the services that's actually the, the 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 spiritual highlight the most intense part where basically everyone's standing around they're begging god for forgiveness and they're saying who's gonna die by a fire who's gonna die from uh from being drowned in a lake it's like really intense you're supposed to really think about the fact that we could all die at any moment and it's uh, only god's miracle that brings us life the pinnacle moment of the service and while i might have ruined the show for blowing the <laughs> ram's horn yussel stepped in and ruined that part of the service. Yes, Why don't you I tell did. us what happened? So, uh, yeah, I was at the same. It was the downstairs one. It was the more, the more, for the more intense people. Um, I was there with my four-year-old daughter. Um, my wife and the other kid had already left to go home, and I was just trying to keep her entertained, uh, <laughs> going from you know one service to the next, upstairs, downstairs, all around finding shit to do with her. Um, and during this pinnacle moment of the service, I was, it was actually um, in the upstairs part of the downstairs. There's a little, a, t- a little so balcony me, that overhang. You could describe. I, I, I want to paint the picture of this balcony just so that everyone can understand how intimate of a setting this is. The balcony section for the service may be seats, 30 people max. If Agreed. even it's probably 20. Yeah. It's a very confined area. No, it's like it's, it's 30 actually, max that 20 were only in. Like, right. you know. It's it's a very confined area. Almost I would say about the size of my apartment, which is tiny. That's basically <laughs> yeah. what it is. And um yeah, so it wasn't like the main room. So it wasn't with all the people in the service. It was just these um this intimate <laughs> section. this intimate section of 20. Um I'm standing there with my daughter and right as the cantor is saying, who by fire, who by sword, I let a fart rip. That wasn't, it wasn't audible um, like a shofar, but it stunk. And my daughter turns to me while at the whole room and the whole balcony is quiet except for the cantor leading these, and they're, these they're, prayers. They're, they're all thinking in their head and who by obnoxious smells from someone's <laughs> anus. <laughs> and my daughter... Bless, bless her little soul. Turns to me and goes, "Daddy, why did you <laughs> fart?" She totally you sold you sold out. me out. And like, how does she know your, of, How does she know your brand that well? Oh, she knows my farts. And like, you see, I, your fart-free philosophy was bound to come to get you at some time. What do you mean fart-free philosophy? You got a fart-free philosophy. I've hung oh, out that, with you. Oh, that You'll I fart just let freely. That I was thought the, you said a yes. fart-free, like no farting. No, 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 no. But a freely farting. You will. Mental- you, you got oh, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You've got like the most liberal standard when it comes yes. to where it's okay to fart and where Agreed. it's not okay to fart. And I feel like you just faced cosmic justice yeah, for that. I did. And so now it's time that you can repent and stop just letting it rip in other people's presence. Yeah. So there were a couple people right there who I heard laugh. And, and it was really bad. Like this the was smell? like, yeah, this was like a real You weren't stinger. there. No, you were oh, telling yeah, oh, me. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, it was terrible. And I just, I turned to my daughter. I go, 
that wasn't me. And I grabbed her and I left, <laughs> left the room immediately. Oh, boy. Just as oh, like... that's so embarrassing. Even though it was... Oh, God. It that was is so terribly brutal. embarrassing. And plus, but, we're going to be putting this out as evidence because I'm oh, going to no, be mailing to those individuals. <laughs> no way. Buddy. Yeah, but I'm saying those... Obviously, everyone knew it was me, but I'm like... You had uh, to save is, face. Yeah, like I had to say to her. Er, you should have pulled my mark move and looked at your daughter and go. No, that you was just, you. You just pooped her diaper <laughs> and then carried her out. She's four years old. She doesn't have diapers. I still would have sold my own daughter <laughs> under the bus on that one. Are you kidding me? You shat your pants. <laughs> um, but yeah, that actually kicked off. A yeah, that was whole, a lethal fart. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was the fart that opened up the the, the doorway to serious oh, yes. uh, problems down the ro- down the next 72 yeah, hours. Yeah, you some stomach issues. I'm, I'm, I'm a little squeamish with this stuff. I don't want to get too oh, into... I love talking about that. How right? horrible. This, this I love talking about it. I hear you. You're not so, going to let me talk about this? Come well, on! We can just... The audience can know that you were sick email for a couple me. days. E- no, no. Email Robbie at... What is it? Rob's... Robsnewsroom at gmail.com. There we go. And if you want to know more about it, he'll uh, loop me in and I'll... Uh, okay. Fair enough. I if, will not. I will not talk about it on your airwaves. If I get a single email from someone that they feel like they were robbed <laughs> of not getting a I think, better, I think you're going to get the most emails yet. A better play-by-play of no what, of the aftermath of the aftermath of Yo Save Stomach Illness. If people would like to hear more about what that episode looked like, it's going to be record numbers. You're, I just need your one e- email. Your email is going to be flooded. Si- a single email, Kinda like the toilet. A single email, but I'm going to qualify. It can't be from a personal friend, right? Or someone who's already emailed into our, our. No, I think we've built a network of supporters that. I feel like of the people that already emailed, someone might do it just like to be like, "All right, I'm going to torture everyone else," kind of thing. Whatever, email whoever you are. You could email robsnewsroom If you're looking for more information on Yosef's yeah. stomach illness, we're happy to uh, to give the people what they're looking for. Um, okay, so next thing I want to discuss is uh, we've got a bit of a production fiasco over at Newsroom Studios in that we're not, uh, we're, 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 I mean, we're crafting a bunch of content. It's going to be coming out in bulk um, after the Jewish holidays when we can uh, kind of better focus on it. Um, but I had some recent sketch ideas that I'd love to put out that I just won't be able to, and it's already too far behind the time in order to do. Got it. So, so you're just running scrapped ideas that won't be able won't exactly. be topical that's exactly right Go that's ahead. what's happening right now so the first one i want to know if you'll karaoke this for me next week absolutely oh, you don't even know what you just committed I, to well karaoke you say right, karaoke i say yes it's done perfect so um you know i, love I to wanted sing. to do a sketch of someone um singing in like a like a trump voice singing like trump to whatever extent you can pull that off a spoof song to Rocket Man about North Korea. You write the lyrics, I'll, and you'll and then and if I play it. the tunes, oh, you'll sing sure. it. All yeah. right, so that's happening in next week's episode. Um, the next one is next I was, week's episode. Like we're gonna do that live on the on the uh, podcast. We're doing it on the fucking podcast, okay. buddy. Sounds good. It's gonna be great. But you got to work on your Trump voice, your Trump singing yeah, voice I'll a little work bit. That, yeah, you can just turn a little bro. You can just yeah, do Twitter yeah, yeah, yeah. to whatever extent you can. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. make it happen. Okay. Next is I was reading um, out in Germany, basically this like I'm sure this has been done. What the Rocket Man twenty thing? times over? The Rocket Man thing? Yeah. I looked on YouTube. No one. Bullshit. One guy just posted like a picture of Trump with the song Rocket Man. So uh, I was curious to know if this was if anyone okay. had done it yet. You write I, the lyrics, I'll sing them out. I felt like I would have had to have gotten it out like day out, day of for it to get any like internet traction. 
But this, no, could, no, this could be the big break, Robbie. Mm, probably not. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> you say it's going to be the biggest break, okay? <laughs> All right. Anyways, here was the next one. Um, you have out in Germany. Yes. Nationalist Party doesn't like immigrants, right? So I'm thinking of like, um, like a film studio that helps like do PSAs of immigrants to like the other people of why they're not that bad. So you have like some brown people in Germany wearing like the polka suits, just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're just doing like everything to fit in. <laughs> All right, that was it. Let's move on. Um, okay, now I got some I got some hot takes from the news, and then we're gonna get into the to the real beef here. Ooh, the real beef. Sounds good. What the real beef? Yeah. So the first hot take was um, last week, which you could not make it in for, but I was talking about with Joseph Roberts that, in my opinion, you should stop working hard because at some point the U.S. government's going to rob you of your wealth, either through inf- inflation or by basically uh, just kind of like uh, allowing you to cash in your currency at like a, a null price. They're going to create an SDR. But that, that's that's too much for, for this conversation. But I have a general opinion uh-huh. of quit working hard. It's not worth it. You're going to get robbed of whatever wealth you earn anyways. Now, with that being said, a win for lazy people here. Let's hear. This was from today's journal. The winner's hot fashion is parka's stuff with Vermont weeds. There's this weed that's been growing in Vermont that now is going for like $800 an acre. So if like you were like a lazy ass fucking farmer and you're just like, fuck it, I'm done with this farm. And then this weed took over your farm. You were making bank this fucking winter. So that's the point. What's the point? What's the... This is the point. All that shit that they're telling you not to hoard, you got to keep that in your house. You don't know when this stuff's going to be valuable. Sit on your fucking ass and whatever just occurs naturally, that's probably where your best profit opportunity is. So quit doing things that you don't like. Just let the weeds grow up. That, was, that goes back to what I was saying in high school. In high school, I fucking love smoking pot and they shamed me out of smoking pot. And if I stuck at it, I could be living in, in weed Colorado right now on the forefront of what this pot thing is. So as a person who's lived a little bit of life and failed a lot trying to do things that I don't really like doing, just do what you like. If and if that's sitting on but your couch even and doing it, nothing, oh, okay, then they, fucking do that. There you go. And because uh, I also but said, what's so special about all this? Whatever the fuck. Because this is, is a win for this is a tangible no, proof I, I of a win for but, lazy people. But why? Why is this whatever it is tumbleweed there that's growing in farms? Oh, because uh, so special. Uh, I, Canadians started like putting it in their winter coats for like uh, it's like it's like in, super warm or what? Yeah, I think oh. it's like super warm or it's kind of trendy. Eh, I don't know. Who reads the full articles? I like headlines. Move on. Highlights, baby. Um, by the way, on that note, we, we had talked about this earlier, but I've been watching a lot of uh, Gordon Ramsay's Hotel Hell. Okay. Love that show, but it, it's more of like just people who are exactly like me. It, like they show up and they're like, the, the, the sheets in this room haven't been cleaned in ages. And if it was mild, I'd be like, wait, you're supposed to clean sheets? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just like you haven't paid your staff like... Well, I thought they'd do that for themselves. Like, it's just lazy fucking people, which is for, like, some people... What, he comes into hotels and, like, tells them why they're fucking up? Yeah, but here's what's great about it. Like, I know nothing about anything, and I could do his job. It's just like, hey, your place smells. You don't have people operating your room. Like, it, it, uh-huh. it's so blatantly obvious. No, but he does it so well. Well, yeah. Well, specifically on the food stuff, because he can sit down and, like, these people have... I'm a fat fuck. If they just gave me the cookies, I'd be like, yeah, that's a cookie. It's great. But, like, he'll he'll just fucking rip, rip into them. Yeah. Like, you call that a fucking cookie? I can't do his accent. Okay. Fucking donkey! <laughs> I think he did Shrek there, but I was into it. Um, okay, Puerto Rico. Did you hear what Trump is going to do to help out the Puerto Ricans? Well, I don't know if he'll be able to get there because it's out on that island separated by the Atlantic Ocean. So it's like he, that's yeah. big time. 
he said it's it's too much ocean too much, between yeah. us. I He's can't like, go it's out a big there. ocean. Yeah. <laughs> so Florida is one thing. We just bring the trucks down, but the ocean. Right. <laughs> trouble sometimes. Off the top of my head, I could be way off on this. I should have wrote it down. I think it's called the Jones Act, but essentially, yes, what, that's it, what is? it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. So in Puerto Rico, if you live in Puerto Rico, any shipment that you get has to come through the United States, which essentially gives a monopoly to certain companies and drives up the price on all goods. So as opposed to Trump going, hey, we're going to give you guys some money. He goes, we're going to temporarily ban the Jones Act so that people can just bring goods directly directly to you, which is going to lower the cost. Now, from a libertarian perspective, this is gold because the government's basically saying, listen, we'll help you out by stepping out of the way. Right. Like they're openly admitting we were keeping the brakes on your economy and propping up these private individuals for no good reason. Not even that. It was for a good reason. What was the good reason? Well, now in a time of of emergency, it's it's for no good reason. But in a in normal state, then like okay, like whatever. There's certain checks and balances because it's a territory of the U.S. Like that, they have to kind of go but through the U.S. We beforehand. We should exploit them. That they have to. The it's ships not have exploiting. To go the How's that not exploitive? It's kind of we're purposely. It's not like up just letting their goods, but it's. It's that it's it's kind of checked by the U.S. the goods and that are coming in. Isn't that the reason for it? From what I understood, it was giving a monopoly to companies. I didn't see any like I haven't read anything that like. Well, kind gotta, of there's got to be a point of you mean of why they, they enacted it that I they want to make sure that like it's not drugs yeah. or some shit. I don't know. I think when they enacted it, and I could be totally wrong about this. But I think they had given like some favorable tax exemptions to Puerto Rico, so maybe that was like kind of the balance. Yeah, and they but fucked e- that up. But even if that's true, and by the way, I, I'm really talking out of my ass on that one. Even if that's true, they still said, okay, we're going to give these tax exemptions, but only if we can benefit these private individuals. The point is, like, if they were really, like, or even if they want to pretend that they're scared about drugs, so now all of a sudden, in, like, a time of crisis, so they'll go, okay, well, it's more important that you guys can get your goods at proper costs, like... It's not even that cost, they're just bringing it in for, it's just so that the shipments can go directly, whatever care pack, you know, supplies and shit like that can just go straight without... Without coming coming through? All right, maybe you're right. I mean, I stand by what I'm saying, but I'm not like... It's not that uh, Puerto Rico, (laughs) they don't have any money (laughs) to buy these things. This is all like care... Uh, shipments in so, a way. Uh, no, from what I understood, this is it wasn't like he made an exemption just to care shipments. He made an exemption cross board, and so part of that was to be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this to help your economy because we're not gonna give you guys direct money. Got so it. it wasn't like because uh, if it was what you're saying, then it would just be like the diapers or whatever the canned goods that were coming as aid. This uh-huh. is all goods. Okay. Um, sure. Okay. Now the next thing is I, I was watching this really great documentary on Netflix about Roger Stone. Have you ever heard of that guy? No. It's a fucking character. So apparently like him and uh Manafort, they used to have like um like a uh, political consulting people, consulting firm. Uh-huh. And these guys have been like um basically the real power figures in the Republican Party forever. Like, they helped Reagan get elected. Um, like, they, they're the ones that kind of keep coming up with this, like, oh, play to the, play that you're the outsider, middle America card. They're kind of, this according to that documentary, um, that they're kind of, they've been around forever. They're both worth like $20 million a piece. They've worked like, it, be, 
you know, in some capacity in the Republican Party for a long time in super PACs, kind of like a lot of the dirty tricks. But the point is this whole idea of like Trump being in the outsider. It's like the same group of dudes who were like kept propping up individuals and that these were the guys who kind of saw some light in Donald uh-huh. Trump. Now, what I'm getting at, which I'm finding super interesting, is that Roger Stone was just called in to questioning um, like in a private committee. Manafort's under investigation. Part of what's going on here, in my opinion, it's kind of like if, like, um, let's say the Giants, for some reason, got the ability to, like, investigate the Patriots for, for like, their different cheating scandals over the last couple of years. Okay. And p- as part of that investigation into whether or not they were cheating, they also got to look through the Patriots playbook. Oh. So part of what's going on to me here is, like, the political establishment is, like, saying, hey, we got to investigate this Russia thing. But on the same note, they're also going to pry through everything that these guys are doing so that if not for anything else, they can kind of learn, like, how are we getting beat by these guys? Right. Which is a little bit crazy. That's, like, like when you start looking at that way, you start seeing, like, oh, there is a bit of a deep state kind of thing going on here that the people who are the political establishment and were able to create a special investigator to look after these people. Like, one of the things that we're getting pissed at Roger Stone for was that he wouldn't give up, like, his contact over at WikiLeaks or something. That's part of his fucking political capital is that he's gotten in with the dude who is the WikiLeaks guy. And so if he's trying to find dirt on a candidate, that's his fucking secret sauce. You're calling him in like, oh, you're a victim to the people with your secret sauce. Like, no, that's the way the fucking game is played. And if anything, you guys are cheating and that you don't have these political things. And so you're trying to, like, figure out how you can shut it down. Right. All right. That's enough of a rant on that. Um, uh, We are flying. I don't know if we talked about this yet on the show. Have we talked about McDonald's and its Uber service? No. Okay. Uber Eats. Uber Eats. So my first thing is I watched that commercial the other day, and the first thing that struck me- The guy on the couch? Yeah. The first thing that struck me is that the guy who's delivering the food looks like he's better off than the guy who's on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way that's who the Uber Eats guy looks like. Next is, I think as a country, we should come together and make the statement that if you're going to eat McDonald's, you should have to experience the shame of showing up there. Yeah, I, I would be in agreement with that. <laughs> uh, but also, like, but even the guy on the couch, like, it wasn't like it was what probably what 90% of the people using this service is going to be like. He was just like, oh, I'm watching the game and I, th- I think I'm affecting it. So I'll get the, the McDonald's Uber. He's like, no, dinner. that's not what it's gonna be. Post dinner, like you're already at McDonald's, but now you're too lazy to go back. For or seconds. even like it's it's someone who's like, can't oh, get, I, I should go. It's like no, couch. I'll I'll stay here. Like there's literally no reason why right. I shouldn't. A guy like was gonna get off his couch for the first time in weeks and shower <laughs> just so he could go to McDonald's, and then he realized, oh, Uber I could Eats. order it. Yeah. I don't even have to leave the house. <laughs> All right, we're coming out against Uber Eats. We're coming out against the investigation oh, I'm of not Roger against, Stone. I'm not against, we're coming deli- out against food delivery. That thing is the best. There's something I've deli- I've only ordered in food like once or twice oh, in my God. entire life. There's something just too lazy about it. No. It's, it's like it's too convenient. Life's not supposed to be that good. Yeah, because like it's I feel too like much. you be, well, you have so much around here. Yeah, the thought, where you live yeah. like where it's like you have like you basically have like the whole food delivery spectrum, right? Just in two blocks. I'm being a little bit where like it's like, oh, I'll actually go out and enjoy. I'm being this too, thing. I'm being a little bit too generous to myself. It's also if I want to eat something, 
I'm like I'm not fucking waiting for some delivery guy. Like, or like putting, I'm going now. Or I'm not I'm not putting I'm not risking right. my I'm food not, in exactly. someone else's hands. Yeah. Um, but need, sometimes it's just like it's well, perfect. I, like if you're planning ahead on it, I like then I totally yeah. kind of get it. Kind of. You know what the last time I ordered food was? I don't know if I ever told the story. I threw uh, I I couldn't walk for like a week because I fell on my leg throwing a leg kick in my room. It was yes, really stupid. Did tell it, yeah. Yeah. So I had to order in food that night because I couldn't leave the apartment. There you go. That was the one. Uh, all right. Okay. Now. But you I still had to get up to go get to, the door. To open guy. the door. Yeah. You couldn't. You couldn't be like the guy in the McDonald's commercial. It's like just the door's open. That doesn't exist yeah. in real life. No. Uber guys know better than just to walk into a... That's yeah. how you get deported. <laughs> you, cross, you cross that line. Someone, take, someone yeah. takes a picture of like uh, Uber driver re- and enters American's home. <laughs> That's the end of that. Um, okay. Trump is fucking up big time. Oh, yeah. I mean, middle America is this man's bread and butter. He promised them Lex Mexicans. He promised them that he was going to put up a wall. And what is he actually doing? He's ruining football. Yeah, what a dick. He's ruining, like, forget what you do to the economy. Forget what wars you fight in horrible second world countries, the brown people that you bomb here or there. If you ruin football... Football's the one thing that's working. Just lay the fuck off of it. Don't... Piece of shit, asshole, motherfucker. How are you possibly going to win a second election if you were... Like, you could literally... Like, if you were to ruin football, but then also have, like, invent the cure to cancer and have, like, wealth growth like no one's ever seen, people are still going to fucking hate you. Yes, absolutely. Such such an idiot. Now, here was my thought about, like, the national anthem. Imagine Yusuf, Yussel, my good friend, co-host of this podcast, when Joseph Roberts doesn't want to be here. Uh, mm. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're the co-host. Imagine you got... I'm the coast? You got Yosef's cooking show. Yeah. You're busting out the classes, your grilled cheese sandwiches, your waffles, your mm. your chilies, your, your chillins, your crockpot soups, your crockpot meat dishes. What are your other, what are your other big... Your, your mac other, and cheese. Your mac and cheeses. Mm, yeah. what, what else are like uh, classic Yosef dishes? Uh, fettuccine Alfredo. Fettuccine Alfredo. Uh, enchiladas. Enchilada. You can cook an enchilada. Oh yeah. Not bad. How come you haven't invited me over for some enchiladas, buddy? You yeah. You haven't come to. All right. Next time I come to White Plains. Next time I come to White Plains, we make some enchiladas. Absolutely. For my review, I can trash them on air. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. You can do whatever the hell you want. I just want you to be honest. So you got Yosef the cooking show, and your co-host is none other than from Newsroom Menu and Heart. Okay? Okay. It's Yosef the Cooking Show with Menu and Heart, and here's the way you like to do it. You prepare all your food, you open up the oven, you put the dish in the oven, you close the oven, and then you pledge allegiance. Like, to, for the food to turn out good? Or well, what? You, or you just say, you totally say, aside? No, your, your, your theory here is that if you pledge allegiance to the flag, it's a tribute to the country, to the greatness that exists in the world, and that God is going to bless your food, and it's going to be come out deliciously amazing. Okay. And so it's part of the process of your cooking is that you close the oven, and then dramatically, you pledge allegiance to the flag, the episode skips forward to when the uh, uh, food is done you pull the food out of the oven that's the way you do it it's a very patriotic cooking show all right okay now there's a shooting a black guy gets shot one week and you go and you close that oven right and you go we're now going to say pledge allegiance to the flag and then menuhin goes i can't pledge allegiance this week because of what happened now here's the problem 
We're not watching a cooking show anymore. We're watching the two people I like watching cook talk about fucking politics, which is fucking stupid. Why do you bring politics into this? Uh-huh. Like, imagine if you turned on a football team, like a football game, and they're like, hey, this week we're going to have a Lawrence Taylor debate Brett Favre on women in the workplace. <laughs> like, wait a second. These guys don't know how to read? That's right. We were going to watch fucking football. Like, these are the people who get brain damage for a living. Look at Eli Manning. He's about one sack away from being fully autistic. Well, his, like, his face always looks like he's, but he's just on the doorstep of some a sliding scale yeah. of autism. But that's the point. There's no reason why politics... Ha- like, they almost brought this upon themselves by... I think it was like a um, some sort of like a government paycheck at some point for patriarchy no because they got rid of that that used to be like the seventh inning stretch like in baseball games or something i'd read that that was actually the government was like paying um no it wasn't that when they like flashed to someone in the crowd it's like oh and blink from the marines is here oh yeah yeah that was actually a paid promotion by the army oh for sure um but that to me is the stupidity of it is like the 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 stuff shouldn't have ever been there and then 9-11 happened what do you mean that's when all the that stuff in well, baseball that's, really took No, they off. always did the national anthem, but then they ramped up with the seventh inning stretch singing God Bless America also. And putting in the the army people and, you know. Oh, that's when they ramped it up? Yeah. But now do you think... And also, even in the NFL, I don't, like, they did the national anthem, but they didn't... Oh, wow. What a save. What a save. Robbie, just some slick hands over there. <laughs> Slick hands, Robbie, when it saving comes to his a, beer. When it comes to a beer about to <laughs> spill, I'm all over it. Wow. Um, no, but that's when it got... It, I think they did it, but it, there was no fanfare. Now they bring out a fucking flag to cover the entire field. Oh, but I almost That feel was like, after 9-11. I almost feel like everything's gotten bigger and better. Oh, so okay. it's like one of those things that you just go just big with the it. Ante. I also think, in my opinion, it, it's almost smart Flyovers. Marketing. I don't think that happened... Oh well, that, that much. no. I remember that used to happen Super Bowls all the yeah, time, like, w- right? Su- not every so, fucking game. Here's why I think it almost to me it made sense as a marketing move for the NFL because it like it makes football games feel more important. Like if you show up to a oh, football yeah. game and they celebrate America, you're like, I'm drinking beers on a Sunday afternoon watching my team, but that's fucking American. Like exactly. I'm doing it. This yeah. is religion right here. This is what it means to be fucking free and be an American is to be here. Drinking my beer, rooting on my football team. Like, Absolutely. this is... And so, it almost made sense why they would put it there from a marketing perspective. And then from a company management perspective, like, you ever walk into a business and, like, you just see the, the employees not getting along? It's awkward. And you don't want to be there. Like, if you walk into a restaurant, you just hear, like, the manager oh, yeah. yelling at the staff. You're like, I, I gotta like go eat somewhere in the else. Kitchen. Like, yeah. this is just uncomfortable to be around. And it's like, you don't, you don't want to have your food served or yeah, or, or like be buying a product at you know it's while that's going on it's like, just uncomfortable yeah service with a smile so that's kind of what's going on in the nfl right now is that you're seeing like the, they're not all playing on the same team in terms of the product that they're putting out so it's just it's, it's like a little uncomfortable but it's you're watching like the tension were... between like i'm tuning in to watch football and now I'm seeing tension between the staff but and you the want, employees you want tension in in football I want tension between the, the field, teams yeah. or between I don't want to see tension between like it, when you re, when you start reading too much like when tension. you start reading too much between like player salaries and the player tension between the organization it almost like it takes you out of like your team and stuff you're like this is like a little gross when you start reading too yeah, much like, about just like tell me when he's going to be on the team and 
Or when if he you start hearing out, too like, much about any... like players and their health care and the union and how they can't get, you're like, oh. boring as fuck, right? It's not just that you're like, wait, what am I? Wa- I'm watching these people hurt them. You know what I mean? It's like you don't want to, you're taking me out of it. Yeah. No, I get it. I. I was like this week with the football was like just I never, give me football. I didn't actually watch Trump's like announcement. It's just it's so it's none seen the announcement. I saw what he was saying afterwards, where he was like, "Yeah, the ratings are down for football." It's like no, no that's that, no that's, one even that's likes like, football anymore. Yeah, it's like it's like everyone hates it. Everyone's you know just tuning in for the pre. They're, they're coming to see Trump. He literally Trump. said, "No, they're he coming for said, the inauguration." That's what the people like. <laughs> they like Trump. They like their jabs, football. It's boring, okay? He said that uh, everyone was tuning in for the pregame show to see, you know, who was they're kneeling, who was not, tuning in for and all me. that That's shit. That's why there's ratings. The, yeah, fucking the NFL, malarkey. The NFL should thank me. I made them relevant again, okay? That's part of making America great is that Trump... Making football better, but... Trump by. is bringing interest back to football. <laughs> the one thing that was working. This motherfucker. All right, buddy. That's all I had. You got anything you want to throw in here? No, I think we're good. I was covered all the bases. We talked about football. What, what more could we? Uh, the big news. What's the big news? No. no oh, we, the big news was covered, the football thing. We covered, yeah, we covered the big news. It's so nice to talk about sports on the show. We covered Yosef's farts. We covered yeah. and y- once again. Wait, Rob th- th- but I feel like sports was your big topic. You must have something. You got any other takeaways on this? Any other insights? No, I just want. I just want to watch fucking sports. Like, and I think that's what's kind of developing now. Like, I think the owners are talking to the players, where it's just like. Okay, like, please just, like, stand and respect. Like, um, res- we get that this week there was, like, a massive overload of people kneeling or, you know, standing um, with locked arms because it was more, they were like, Trump's a fucking asshole. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, we have to protest him. Why aren't people smart now- enough to ignore Trump? Like, that's the other thing is that by sitting, well, oh, you kind yeah. of also do make Trump a little bit like you're feeding relevant. his ego you're feeding his ego because even by making him the bad guy you're making him relevant like you're allowing him to control football whereas if it's everyone just showed the up, narrative right if everyone just showed up and stood and like yeah hey, yeah we're just gonna go to work the same way we always go to work and we still love our country even if that guy's an idiot like you, you kind of play up but the power so that he has grating though yeah like the way he does it like and he knows it. Like that's what his way is, where he can manipulate it, and knows the triggers of those, the you know, like the people that he's targeting, so that he knows that they're going to react in that way, and and bring him, you know, to the forefront that he's kind of right now. I the think one doing you, all you, this. I think to me, you had something. You actually had an interesting theory that social media not only allows for a Trump, but it kind of created a Trump. For sure. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, social media was obviously um, a piece before Trump, but like he really turned on and said, like, I listen to Bloomberg TV all day long at work. And it's like breaking news when he tweets like, oh, breaking news, like Trump just tweeted. It's like, no, that's not the fucking way no, that so it should I, be. Like, I think what you to me, what you were saying, which was wiser, is that social media basically created this like cosmic desire for attention that we all kind of are well, floating ourselves out there and that's the that's the way it's to, always been no but with the with the internet it's like we're all putting ourselves out there and hoping that people are gonna go oh this is interesting oh i like this isn't that what the show is yeah. like we're no, putting no, it we're, out there like we, the- we, 
The answer is yes and no, but yes, we are a part of that. Mm-hmm. Now, in, where we're not just a part of that is that I actually think I'm sitting down putting together something thoughtful and event. Like, it's not just me in a bikini, yeah. but it's not for me to hate that, on what That's people, what Newsroom is. What, Newsroom is just me in a bikini? <laughs> um, shock value. <laughs> shock value. Um, I, I, that's not the way I, I, I like. So, yes and no. I understand where I, I'm feeding into the same thing of like... the everyone thinking they can be an entertainer and just saying, Hey, I'll do it myself and putting it out there. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't think that's, but to me, that's not like, I don't go on Facebook to post anything other than I guess the content that I put thought into. It's not just like to interact or right. It's not also, it's not like pure attention seeking because outside of, I guess my opinions, I'm not looking to just do things to have people kind of like, you know, be like, Oh, this guy. Right. You're not using it the way 98% of the, People are using it, and that's Maybe what I am. What I, you know what? I don't need to like. I, I don't need to stand on some pedestal of the way that I'm trying to gather attention on the internet. Whatever. We're all a bunch of idiots. But I think the fact that we're all like pursuing attention is what then go. Trump goes like, "Oh, I'm going to win this game." And and, and so that's what, exactly what right. he is and so doing. If the if the game was we were all like, um, "Hey, we're going to become uh, the most knowledgeable in political theory," they'll start reading books. Well, a, yeah, he might he might have became the guy who was most knowledgeable in political theory, but the point is the person who would win that game would be a different figure than someone who is such a turnoff, like as much right. of a turn as a turnoff as Trump is. All right. Yeah, I, I think we just, let's just ignore Trump's tweets. What? That would be the end of it. <laughs> and that was your point. <laughs> yeah, he would it was just like, he'd be like, uh, this fucking bark. <laughs> I was in this for the fucking tweets. Oh, they're so boring. The now. ratings I was getting on Twitter. All right, that's it. That's a wrap. He Wrong. definitely, he he definitely thinks there's like some Nielsen rating system Do, for. Are there people on Twitter with more followers than him, or does he? Yes, like Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez has more sure. followers than. Then does he have more followers than like Obama did? We could easily check this. I literally yeah. use a computer right there. Um, I think his like the real Donald Trump one is. Has more followers than Obama. I'd be Obama on Twitter. <laughs> All right, guys, that's our that's our episode. Rob's newsroom at gmail.com. Email me. Uh, let us know if you want to hear about Yosef's uh, smelly farts. We understand if you do. We'll actually we'll, well send you them. In, we'll send them to you in a mail. We'll jar it up. <laughs> we'll ship it. I'll pay for postage if that's something that you request. Uh, that's our episode. Oh Have a God, good you're one, everybody. Be out so much money for the postage <laughs> on, on my farts. Oh God. Later, dudes.